Hello, and welcome back to the No Score Review Show. I'm your host, Nick Green, and today I am joined by Jake Sturkenboom. Welcome back, Jake. Nick, uh, have, I, have I been on every 2023 show You've so far? You've been on every single nice. 2023 show. We're uh, batting so 1,000, as some would say. <laughs> Adding 1,000. Uh, no sports references, please, on, on the show. I refuse. <laughs> right off was, the bat. I meant to do that one. Back. Yeah, at least you meant to do that one. And also joining me is Shay Martin. Shay, welcome back to the No Score Review Show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Not so making your 2023 uh, debut. Yes, yes, super pumped. Very exciting. Um, today we are reviewing Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. This is the Phase Five uh, premiere, I guess you could call it. Uh, phase four has wrapped up officially and now we're on to a new phase. Um, and it's, uh, a start for sure. Uh, we're, uh, going to get in our, get into our general thoughts for the movie. This will be no spoiler territory. Uh, you'll get our no spoiler thoughts first, and then we'll get into the deep dive spoiler talk later on in the episode. We'll make that very clear for you. If you don't want to know anything about the film going in. Um, but this will be spoiler-free general thoughts. We'll start with you, Shay. What uh, what are your thoughts on Quantumania? I mean, overall, um, somewhat disappointed, but also not the most. Personally, I've never really been a huge Ant-Man and the Wasp fan. Um, I sure. like him in all of the Avengers films. Like, I think he has a funny character, but um, mm-hmm. as standalone there just was very limited depth all around um yeah there was like the humor fell flat for me which is fairly new for mcu i i yeah the humor the character development the lines the overall arc or very lack thereof in my opinion Mm -hmm. um yeah not the strongest start for phase five in my opinion yeah, it, uh, it. I think the Marvel formula has, has started to uh, wear thin on me, finally. Um, I think, for the most part, when it comes to the movies, I uh, always got, like, more, like, a pretty, like, even amount of, like, chuckles out of me throughout the film. But, like, this whole film, I was, like, just stone-faced the entire time. I'm like, this is just, this is just the same formula over and over again it's i don't i don't find any of this uh funny um yeah it was uh i i enjoyed the ant-man films for what they were especially the first one because it definitely felt more distinct in comparison to uh most of the films that had come out um it was very much a like comedy heist movie first and a superhero movie second um ant-man and the wasp kind of got diluted a little bit in that formula but it was still kind it was still like small scale i would say especially like if you look at like the timeline of where that movie is like you post credit scene aside uh that film is like very small scale in comparison to like like uh thor ragnarok and the guardians films and like the avengers films that had come out uh recent like civil war around that time um it was still very lighthearted and uh comedic which was great, which was the focus. Um, but now like all of the films and TV shows have this quippy dialogue and like the 
nonstop comedy and like constantly undermining the seriousness of uh, some of the uh, films and shows. So yeah, it's starting to wear thin for me. Jake, how about you? General thoughts? Exact same thing. It's just like, it's it just started starting to feel like the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. And with this being hyped up as, oh, we're going to introduce this new person in the Ant-Man series is going to be big now. This is a big scale movie. This is very mm-hmm. important. It, um, without getting into spoilers, it, by the time everything's wrapped up, nothing really feels more so important. I feel like, uh, I feel like even something in, like, even a broad introduction, like in Loki, was a, what I personally think is a better, um, introduction to Kang, personally. This is where they actually, you know, name him, kind of, uh, you know, you kind of see who he is. Yeah. But, uh, I I can't, uh, do this because this isn't spoiler time but i just feel like there's a big uh big cop out taken and it's going to be i think it's going to be a theme throughout this next i don't know however many years of this saga yeah but at at least the next two right because like phase i think phase six starts in 2025 or something um yeah when we get the avengers films the next avengers films So, so if i'm gonna if i'm just gonna wrap it all up into one big ball uh disappointment yeah it uh it like especially kind of taking into consideration like the trailers that they released they definitely gave the film some expectations of like gravitas and like this is kind of be maybe not like infinity war level but like maybe like civil war i would say like level of like serious tone we're introducing our new big bad like all of that news and press came out of like kang is the next thanos of the mcu right so we we were kind of all expecting like okay this is going to be pretty like serious but it was it was still just that same marvel formula it wasn't even like the same sort of tone as like the ant-man films like it it felt like it was an ant-man film second and a, mm-hmm. a kang film and like quantumania film first um and like going kind of back to what you said Jake we'll get into it more with spoilers but like uh, it just kind of left me with more questions than answers yeah. at the end of the film. Um, and we can get into the specifics of that later. But yeah, it was just like a an inconsistent tone again. Um, and I don't feel like it, it almost swung in the other direction of what phase four did, where they were laying a ton of groundwork uh for the future of the mcu introducing a lot of like a ton of new characters when you think about it um and just like laying the basis because like nothing really happened in terms of uh overarching plot setup like we still don't know what's going on with the uh um dormant eternal on earth right uh there's just all of these new characters that are like all over the place doing their own things but none of it has really uh congealed together which is like fine like you can do that but then when we go in this direction it's like okay now we're only setting up uh the big bad but we haven't really made this like contained uh ant-man story or like compelling ant-man story at all it felt very secondary in terms of uh, like their priorities. They were just focusing on getting Kang there. But then at the same time, like we said, and we'll get into it with spoilers, 
it still doesn't even seem like they succeeded at this very moment. We'll see how it like uh, pans out with the rest of the like phase five and six down the line. Like it might have a bigger uh, payoff once we have the whole picture. But at the moment, it's just like we're still getting these like bite size pieces being fed to us. It's like, okay, we still don't know really what's going on. So, yeah. Um, I would just kind of say as like sort of a wrap up of our uh, general thoughts, um, it honestly kind of feels like a um, Disney Plus watch. (laughs) If it it wasn't for wanting to stay on top of the the MCU uh, day and date, if only just to avoid spoilers and whatnot, um, then I would truly just say, just wait until it comes out on Disney Plus, especially if you're not um, like that uh, in the loop with all the MCU stuff, or if you're even not just on the internet that much and you don't uh, see yourself getting these big spoilers revealed for you. Um, that's kind of where I land with this yeah. one. There's not a ton to retain, really. I think my highlight uh, for non-spoiler stuff, would I would say Kang, Jonathan Majors, was a great uh, presence and I have complete faith in him going forward for the next couple of years of the MCU. I'm really intrigued to see uh, what he does with the role because uh, it seems to uh, offer a lot of range, a ton of range uh, for him to play around with. Um, and even just seeing these two uh, roles now with the He Who Remains from Loki and the Conqueror, it was a, it was a nice range to see him play in. Um, as far as like plot details go and MCU setup, it's a bit of a question mark, but I, I really enjoyed Jonathan Majors. The rest of the cast was like serviceable. Like it, I don't think I hated anyone necessarily. And I mean, that kind of goes for this whole film in general. It's just like felt very lukewarm, right? Mm-hmm. It was just like uh, no, no super big standouts uh, on that side. So yeah, did you guys want to add any sort of like uh, pros or cons that you had uh, non-spoiler wise, or do you want to just jump in? I, I think I'm thinking about it right now. I'm just trying to think what is there to spoil. Even I don't even think right. there's much. I don't even think there is much to spoil. Like if you look, I, I would if you say look the, the trailer, like, big, the big twist at the end, just uh, yeah, how it ends, know. right? Yeah, um, yeah. I, but but still, I feel like. I don't know. I I'll I'll just say if you're like a casual MCU fan, you just want to go see a superhero movie. It'll like it'll get the job done for you. I wouldn't pay probably yeah. again to go see it. It's definitely a Disney Plus watch if anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I will uh kind of err on the side of I think it looked good. I I don't quite land in the camp of all the people that are bashing uh how the quantum realm looked. I thought it actually looked pretty good um, and diverse enough. Like, I think you got enough variety in the quantum realm for it to feel like a distinct place. It did have a couple rocky moments where it was like, okay, yeah, they're on a green screen. Or like, they're, yeah. Just, yeah. they're just holding nothing, right? Or looking at yeah. nothing. Um, but I think, I I don't think the majority of the film was like that. I think there was maybe a couple scenes here and there. I thought it, I thought it looked good. Um, so yeah well all right if you guys have nothing else for the non-spoiler section 
This is your final warning, audience. Uh, we are going to get into spoiler territory. So uh, if you don't want anything revealed, click off now, pause the video, go see the film, come back. Uh, or if you don't care, then uh, stick around. Here's our spoiler <laughs> review. So, Jake, we'll yes. start with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, highlights and lowlights for the film. Where do you want to? Where do you want to start? Um, let's start. Let's start with the highlights. Just we'll keep it short and sweet. Um, I'm, I've, I always appreciate Paul Rudd. Whenever Paul Rudd's on my screen, cool. I, I like. Of course, every a lot of it is lackluster, but I just enjoy Paul Rudd on my screen. Like, uh, I'd say, for example. The scene where you know it's all the Paul Rudds and there's like the one Baskin Robbins. Like I, I like that. Um, um, I love that one character that was like, "Oh, I have holes now." Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 like little things like that. Um, I loved the like Paul Rudd's comedic timing is just fantastic. It's, it's like, very the, good. I think probably one of my favorite like comedic moments of the film that almost got a chuckle out of me was like when Paul was like, or when Scott was uh, like counting his holes in his head. He's like. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. It was like such a great, greatly timed uh, moment, and yeah, Paul Rudd is just fantastic in the role. Yeah, I I'd also say even times like at the end of the movie when he's like, "Wait, did I just like unleash a evil person on the world who's going to come kill everyone?" Is, yeah, it's probably not did. a it's <laughs> probably not a problem. <laughs> you know, yeah. I like that. Um, any other Jonathan Majors you mentioned, he's he's great in the Kang role. Um, mm -hmm. I'll I'll get into the negatives of that when we when we get there yeah but uh i'd say there's definitely a problem i have with kang at the moment but uh as for positives i just i enjoy paul rudd that's and uh and jonathan major's performance and he's been put in a pretty hard spot so we'll see how he does with that yes we shall see um shay do you want to go next some uh, highlights for you from the film yeah i definitely agree with jake uh paul rudd is paul rudd on screen you pay you get exactly what you pay for or mm -hmm. for what you expect with him um yep. i also really enjoyed that kind of climax scene of like the a million paul rudds i did okay no highlights sorry <laughs> <laughs> we just want to tear this film apart yeah <laughs> um by far my favorite character was the the little jelly Thing that was concerned yeah. about his holes he <laughs> he was the only thing i believe in the entire two hours that kind of brought a smile to my face mm -hmm. um i also thought that the actor for cassie lang uh catherine newton i believe yeah. mm -hmm. uh, i think she was pretty good like mm -hmm. i know there's not a whole lot of range given that's that's the problem is that i i feel like all of the actors and all of the performances were doing as well as they could have for what they were given yeah um, totally yeah i think uh, they didn't give her a ton to do i did like the little um back and forth between her and scott of like uh what was the line she said it was like something like just because it not happening to you doesn't mean it's not happening or whatever mm. i would have liked to see that kind of play more into uh the film as a whole they don't do a ton with it it's just kind of like oh there's a bunch of battle scenes they free all of the uh freedom fighters and it's just just this uh very uh two-dimensional just like climactic big cgi fight um there's not like a lot of depth to that whole uh like arc i guess yeah um, i did find that kind of strange that i was 
wondering throughout the movie, I'm like, is this supposed to be like the overall major theme of, you know, just because it's not happening to you doesn't mean it's not happening line, yeah. especially that like it opened up with kind of like a casual like a cab joke with the, mm-hmm. the police and stuff, which yeah. it did bring a smile to my face. And then you kind <laughs> of you saw the themes like a little bit referenced throughout yeah. with all the politics in the quantum realm, but mm-hmm. it felt very surface very, level, right? Extremely surface level. And yeah. I mean, it's arguably a little maybe not tone deaf, but if you're going to make a comment like that, go more into it. Yeah, lean into it, yeah. right? Like, yeah. if if your priority is setting up Kang, okay, that's fine. Just stick with that. But like, as soon as you start introducing all these different themes and plot points and whatnot and character motivations, then it just gets muddy and then you don't get a, a fulfilling film, right? Exactly. I didn't feel like a whole lot was at stake. Um, exactly, yeah. It, yeah um but highlights um yeah my last thing i would have to say just like you two already said jonathan majors was amazing arguably maybe the best part about the film um i will probably get into this a bit later but one of my biggest disappointments however is i i don't know if i missed something or if it's just been a long time since i've seen loki i'm very confused and a little bit i feel like i'm missing something on what kang's motive is um Mm -hmm. thanos made a lot of sense to me in some ways i kind of agreed with him i love villains where i'm like okay i kind of see your point and i see why you're so behind this again i might have missed something or it's been a while but i was looking and listening for motive and i wasn't getting it Mm -hmm. um yeah i think um, at least from like marketing, from a marketing standpoint and from all the press releases and whatnot, interviews with Kevin Feige, it definitely seemed like it, Quantumania didn't, wasn't trying to aim quite to the scale maybe of Infinity War, but it definitely felt like they were trying to set up Kang in Quantumania the same way they set up Thanos in Infinity War. Right. Because Infinity, like before Infinity War, we had like Thanos was restricted to like uh, post credit scenes. He was in Guardians, sure, but he was like a background character. He wasn't the focus at all. Um, so they were able to nail uh, uh, Thanos's not only his background and his motivation, but his like his entire arc. Like Thanos is basically the protagonist in Infinity War, right? Like he, we follow his a hero's journey effectively of getting all of the stones throughout all of infinity war. And I can't help but feel like that could have maybe been a great template for Kang. Right. Like, um, yeah, it's, uh, I was kind of in the same camp as you Shay of like misremembering probably, uh, what, what, uh, we were left off with in the end of Loki. Um, this this kind of plays into the bigger problem of like the sheer volume of Marvel stuff that comes out. So it's like it's a lot to keep track of. Um, but yeah, I was just like, I think they kind of touched on it a little bit in this film of like he discovers the multiverse. He goes to the end of time or whatever, and he finds out what happens. And it's very, very bad. So he wants to put an end to that. And to do that, he apparently has to go and destroy all of the other Kangs. And by result, also destroy all of the other timelines. 
And then I think that kind of weaved into just a like revenge plot because they banished him to the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we've kind of been tiptoeing around for this whole review, it's like by the end of the film, it's like, okay, well, that kind of gets resolved to an extent, right? So it's like, okay, so then where are we left off with now going forward? Was that um, final shot in the movie supposed to be funny or I don't the, the cake? uh inner monologue <laughs> I, I think it was supposed to be funny yes yeah. <laughs> um a lot of the jokes are supposed to be funny and they're they're just not um um may, may I add to this whole like uh who do we know what Kang kind of is or whatever so in, in Loki um I forget what the organization's name is but I think they're like the timekeepers the TVA or, time variant. Yeah, the, the TVA. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, at the end of Loki, you remember in that I think I think it's the post credit scene. Um, Owen Wilson's character Mobius, correct? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm losing track of everyone. Uh, he no, doesn't. Correct. He doesn't. He How doesn't know you? who Loki is or whatever. But in, in the TVA, there's that big statue of Kang. So I'm thinking, okay, he he fought the exiled one, who mm-hmm. probably messed with the multiverse or whatever. But Kang is kind of the leader of the TVA and all time so uh just to just to iron that out a little bit yeah i think well like so he who remains who was the like uh the primary kang and loki right yeah and he was the mask behind the three uh i don't remember what those guys were called but the the watchers or whatever not the watchers those guys are different but he was behind those like three masked guys that were just androids or whatever um, but then, yeah, that post-credit scene, I think, might be a different Kang, maybe like a, a one closer to the Conqueror, who took over from the He Who Remains or whatever in that timeline, maybe. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Hopefully, Loki will answer a lot of these questions that we have now from Loki Season 1 and Quantumania. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, just putting a little pin in that and kind of jumping back onto highlights and uh, performances. I thought Michelle Pfeiffer was uh, a, a great addition as well. I think um, I actually would have preferred more with her and Kang. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would have been totally happy with because the film starts with the crashing of Kang's ship, right? I would have d- totally been okay with them just like doing the entire first act of uh janet and kang just like getting to know each other and like rebuilding the ship and everything and then we get to learn a little bit more about kang a little bit more about janet right um i think like maybe it doesn't have anything to do with uh michelle pfeiffer's performance but like the way the movie starts is a little like hollow like they get right into things like so much so that it's a lot of half-baked uh like plot setup and like character motivation setup like the the whole janet being like she never wanted wants to talk about the quantum realm because she like did some bad shit and she has awful memories of there it's like okay but like could you not have even been like look i don't want to talk about this this is a bad thing for my past but whatever you do do not open up a, a portal to the quantum realm, <laughs> right? Like it, it feels a little ham-fisted a bit to me, but I mean, on the flip side of that is I do kind of appreciate the fact that they get things so quickly uh, 
going and they there's just straight into the quantum realm within like the first 10 to 15 minutes basically the way they do it is a little rocky for me but yeah just uh michelle pfeiffer was probably like my second favorite performance of the film um her whole towards the like final act uh scene with her and kang when they meet up again was really great i would have loved more uh in-depth work with both of them together um so yeah uh other highlights uh feel free to jump in either of you michelle Um, pfeiffer also just gets better with age that's what uh, i have to say yeah (laughs) absolutely i completely agree uh the possibility storm sequence was really cool that was a fun way i i saw a, a i was watching a video review of this film and they touched on how it was a great blend of uh like um a fun set piece intertwined with like character motivation because it was really cool like seeing all the different scots and everything and then you like keep zooming out and zooming out and it's like they're basically ants right but then they right before they like finally break from their collective panic attack they're like oh we're doing this for cassie so they all unify back together and it was a great moment of clarity for scott which was awesome moments like that i wish they would uh take a little bit more time to work on and perfect. And so we can have more of those moments where we get, we get these big scale uh, set pieces and action scenes and whatnot, but then they're also like completely fully injected with like character. Right. Um, I think MODOK was fun. I no, no, you didn't like MODOK. I hated (laughs) MODOK. I'm so sorry. So are we going to officially get into the highlights? I I mean, the lowlights. I think this will be our our transition point. (laughs) This was a highlight for me. I think surface level, I liked MODOK. I didn't like how they just kept making a joke out of him of like, Darren? And it's like, haha, okay, yeah, you do that joke like three times. We get it. His name is Darren. Um, I thought thought his motivation uh, made sense to me. I thought his like origin and everything made sense. He is a ridiculous villain. So it's like, I can see how they wouldn't want to like keep him around for few like he he would look absolutely fucking ridiculous flying around new york and shit um (laughs) but and and the like little uh weird redemption arc at the very end was very odd um but like in maybe it's more so in 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 uh, theory than in practice of i enjoyed modok uh i thought his like um design looked really cool like his helmet and everything and all of his weapons his face and whatnot it was like a little odd but yes have, uh have you both all of seen you like, is... the, uh, well, have, okay sorry quickly go off that have you all seen sure. like shark boy and lava girl yes <laughs> yes i i have seen <laughs> those was... memes yeah <laughs> Mr. Oh, they, are they memes? or whatever yeah electricidad oh, okay yeah. that was already created that's already a joke okay <laughs> absolutely I... looks like that though <laughs> i completely agree this is like a, a 200 million dollar budget shark boy and lava girl film basically and it looks about the same honestly. it looks about the same really <laughs> yeah um yeah okay uh we're gonna get into low lights now and you guys can start yes. with ripping into uh, uh modok yes um here we go low lights uh shay let's start with you um okay well modok i one first i went into the theater not being super excited but i'm like you know what? i'm gonna keep my expectations low i tend to hype things up too much mm-hmm. 
I the trailer did nothing for me. Um, the trailer was like the epitome of like MCU formula mm-hmm. for me as well. Um, yeah. When I guess I was having some issues, like getting lost in the story because there was also like obviously science fiction is fiction. But the thing that I really loved about Infinity War and all of that is like it's loosely based off of, you know, like relativity, time travel. Like it's all very like theoretical. Like it's Mm -hmm. still obviously fiction and I'm not saying like it needs to make scientific sense. Yeah. But it was something that I respected and it kind of introduces certain. Yeah. Anyways. I I see where you're uh, coming from. I think they're like starting to get a little too fast and loose with their rules, especially in terms of like the quantum realm. There felt like there was no rules. That's a good way of putting yeah, it. They're like, they're using the rules when they want it to make sense. And then they're ignoring the rules when they don't want to like figure, figure things out or think about it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like even when they started falling into the quantum realm, I'm like, how the hell did they all end up in the same spot? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. impossible. Gravity would be different. Yeah. Like, why do all of these well not all of them some of the um like cultures or different kind of communities that they had some of them actually felt somewhat original some of them were like borrowing borrowing very heavily from our own planet's people right which i'm not sure how i felt about um i don't know there was just it didn't the world didn't feel real for me to buy into um but when Modoc came on that was when i realized i'm like this is a terrible fucking movie (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah i'm I'm glad you got that moment of clarity in the movie theater (laughs) i know uh what a what a shining beacon of like yeah modok is like the epitome like oh man why am i here <laughs> yeah i guess i don't know maybe like it would i guess he was supposed to be super ridiculous that was part of the joke um yeah. he is like probably one of the most inherently ridiculous comic book characters he's literally just a floating head <laughs> it's it's just stupid yeah i think they could have gone without him um I think uh, to like kind of give the benefit of the doubt, I think the quantum realm was a perfect setting for such a ridiculous villain. Like, Definitely. Like how I kind of said earlier, it's like, it's just so freaking bonkers to even think of how they would have tried to incorporate him in into like normal earth, right? Like the second best uh, like setting would have been like space fighting against the guardians or Thor or something. Right. Like it's, he's just so ridiculous. <laughs> Other uh, low lights, Shay. Um, I definitely do. They're not coming to mind at the moment. Okay. So Jake, you want to jump in? Jake. <laughs> Let's do this. Okay. <laughs> I am. I'm so I've never been more ready and prepared in a no score show before. <laughs> Number one. Here we go. What was the reasoning behind casting a new Cassie? I would like to know this because it is a different actress from Endgame. Yes. This is true. I think, uh, do you actually want uh, an is. answer to that or do you want to just... Is there is there a legitimate reason why? It's probably just a so, scheduling conflict. I think, it, yeah, I think it just bo- literally just boiled down to a Hollywood conflict of schedules. Because from what I from what I read, that she, she found out that she wasn't being that she, that she was in this movie once everyone else found out on social media and she oh, was like yeah oh. interesting 
then if that's true, then that's shitty. Yeah. So that's that's the first. She should have at least been like offered the part or like an audition or something. Exactly. Um, backpacking off of Cassie. How does how does she just know all this now? (laughs) She's just like, yeah. So um, I I built a portal to the quantum realm, and uh, yeah, it's the thing that you guys had to run out of a van a couple years back. But you know what? I perfected it down to this one little thing. Also, I made a suit, and I have the same powers as you, (laughs) but I don't know how to punch correctly. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, you gotta you gotta you know get big and then punch at the same time. You gotta press and punch. I'm like, goodness. Okay. Anyways, um, there's a yeah. lot of smart kids in the MCU now. There's yeah. just so many like geniuses with superpowers now. But, it's but even Williams. crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But for the Williams. for the people who were like, um, uh, oh, she has five years to learn all this. Okay. Wh- Where's this? Where's this Cassian Endgame? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's post it's post blip, and she knows all this stuff now, and it's just kind of really confusing. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, next thing, uh, Modok. Yeah, I was my theater was laughing every time he was on the screen. Like, mm-hmm. not even after the original after the original reveal, like everyone was like losing their minds at how stupid looking. <laughs> and maybe that's what they're going for. He has to be stupid looking, but right. like. 30 minutes later he'll just pop up out of nowhere and it's like oh okay he just like you know, you know in Step Brothers, you know that scene when they're in the job interview and like yeah one of the guys lets out like a long fart and he's like <laughs> the guy interviewing him is like okay the tuxedos are kind of fucked up now <laughs> for me it was like every time i saw modok it's like okay modok's kind of fucked up now <laughs> you kind of had the same moment of clarity as shay just a little bit different yeah and like there, there'd be so many scenes that had like that was building emotional heavy, like that was building like a heavy emotional thing. And then Modok comes like, "Hey, I'm Darren. Don't be a dick." Yes. <laughs> God. Uh, just yeah, it was, it was like just child's like, humor. Like it felt like very childish. Which yeah. I guess is what the MC was going for. Sadly, it's, yeah, it's just <laughs> he's very, very like low brow, low effort, bottom very of the barrel. Brow. Yeah, humor. It's like, just don't be a dick. Oh, I can just not be a dick. Okay, all right. And that's supposed yeah. to be like compelling like and or funny. Yeah. yeah, he said penis. Anyways, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, then my last. Well, okay, thing, I... to be fair, the word dick is pretty funny. Okay, <laughs> in the right context. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, my final thing, I kind of alluded to it earlier, but I'm um, taking these cop outs, and I think this this is going to be a theme in the multiverse saga is is variants of people. So mm-hmm. this post credit scene shows, that, oh, there's so many variants of Kang. So it's mm-hmm. fine. We could kill off this one of however many hundred or thousands or infinite amount there are. That's I feel like that's going to be the biggest cop-out in the MCU now. Someone can die, but no, it's a variant. They're back and they're alive. Mm-hmm. So now like it's really hard for me to be invested when at the back of your mind you can be like, oh, it's just a variant. There'll be another one soon. Okay. Yeah. So I'm okay. gonna. Yeah. Shay, you go first. You go first. I'm just gonna quickly say, and anybody who's listening, I am a huge MCU fan. I've never done this before, but I walked out before the end credit scene. Ooh. I oh, was like before done. the last one or before both. Oh, I didn't know that there was both. There's okay, two. So yeah. There's a, there's two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I didn't. I just as soon as it went dark and the first credit came on, I left. You're Gonzo. The, wow. the women's national soccer team was playing. I knew they were halfway through. My partner was waiting downstairs <laughs> for me. I was like, 
I, I got more important things to do. But yeah, true. Yeah. That's fair. Um, um, I guess just to put it in a little bow. So the first post credit scene is like there's a ton of Kang variants, and like, oh yeah, the exiled one is uh, is gone. And they're like, okay. Well, and then they also like mention it's like these uh, are like they're getting closer to uh, understanding the multiverse, and they're referencing the Avengers, and then they i don't remember the specific like uh way they say it but it's like okay well we're gonna have to uh go after them and like stop them from doing that otherwise we're gonna lose control or something to that effect um, another noteworthy part of that uh post credit scene is they're all teleporting into the like the council of kangs the same way reed richards teleported into the illuminati uh in dr strange which is interesting something whether that will actually uh amount to anything or if it's just another like huh huh remember that yeah. that's the same thing um but then the second post-credit sequence uh jake do you want to uh, uh yeah so so it's like uh, it's like pretty classic times i i don't i don't know if they showed like what the classic year was times. classic times <laughs> like medieval old, times not medieval times but classic say let's, times. let's say early it's like, 1900s uh, 1800s like eight, yeah late yeah. yeah like what part of the world are we talking about like uh, america it's america. like uh like crank cameras think uh, about like einstein giving a presentation but yeah. it's a variant of kang explaining time and it's mobius and loki in the audience saying like oh, that's him okay and, yeah yeah, yeah. basically that. loki and mobius have traveled to uh uh point in time in a different dimension where uh uh, Kang or a variant of Kang is uh, presenting his knowledge of his discovery of the multiverse. Yeah. Okay. So Kang was like a professor, if I'm understanding. Yes. Correctly. Yeah. He, yes. He essentially looked a, like Einstein. Yeah. He, I think this was also touched on in the uh, Loki season finale. He goes into a whole exposition dump of how he discovered the multiverse. And that right. was his whole motivation behind uh, the he, he who remains like trying to get control because he discovers uh, the multiverse and then he travels through the multiverse and uh, like meets all these other Kangs. But then he, uh, I think he meets the conqueror or something to that effect. And a huge like fight breaks out between the conqueror and the rest of the council of Kangs. And then they end up like banishing him and he who remains finally tries to get control through the TVA. So they've got one continuous uh, timeline to work with. And I think he who remains also mentioned that he as well uh, saw like the end of all time, basically. And it was like just this huge war between all of the Kangs and that's what ends everything. Um, so yeah, if we're going to get into that, um, it's, I, so like what my, based off my impression, I haven't watched Loki since it came out, but based off my uh, memory of the finale, I could have swore He Who Remains was setting up the fact that the Conqueror is the big bad Kang that you need to watch out for. Like He Who Remains is like the civil kind of institutionalized evil that you kind of need to live with. He's like the lesser of two evils and the Conqueror is the one you got to watch out for. So that just leads into this uh, overarching problem that was reinforced, well, not reinforced, but established with Quantumania of like, okay, 
Conqueror is the big bad, so we got to watch out for him. But then we can kind of get into the final act of it all, where Kang is seemingly defeated. I will like give a little benefit of the doubt of like an off-screen death can and usually does mean he's not dead, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily make things better. It's just kind of like two paths where it's like, okay, they're not, neither of them are great, but it might be the lesser of two because I would prefer to see more of the conqueror. Like I could have, I, I thought they were going to set up the Thanos for the next uh, couple of phases and establishing a single Kang feels like the right way to do that. Where like, it's a consistent character. We know their motivations we get to learn more about them as the movies progress and the shows progress, right? But with this thrown-in wrench in the works, it's like, okay, well, he's dead now, so what was the point of this whole movie that we just watched? And then what exactly is going to happen going forward? We still don't really understand that. Is the the concept of Kang just the enemy that the Avengers are going to have to face? It's It's just feels very muddy still. There's there's more questions that are that are uh, arising rather than being answered. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, that's just kind of the biggest problem I think I have with this film is it doesn't really give us a great waypoint going forward of where we're going. Hopefully, Loki season two helps with that. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I did really, this kind of goes back into um, highlights a little bit. Uh, That final fight between uh, Scott and Kang, I thought was fantastic. Like, I thought that was better, like, than any other action scene we got in the entire film combined. (laughs) Like, that whole, that whole army battle, like, I was like, okay, well, whatever, man. It's, this is just a big uh war that's happening i don't really care that much um but the scott and kang fight and then uh uh hope jumping in back through the portal too was fantastic like i thought that was Mm -hmm. great and then like they decide to destroy the portal so kang can't get through and then scott and hope are stuck in the quantum realm like i thought that was going to be such an interesting and compelling way to end that film but then the portal just opens back up and Kang is dead. It's like, oh, we're all hunky dory again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's not great. Um, I did really enjoy that fight though. The the more grounded and uh intimate you can get with these final fights between these characters, the better, I think. Um I don't want to uh take up all of the time, but I also want to kind of use this to lead into another problem I had where the marketing for the film really set up this great arc for Scott where it was the, like, I don't remember if you guys uh, remember this from the trailer, but it was like the Scott uh, was like had lost time. Right. And he wanted to get time back with Cassie and to uh, like, it was setting it up in a way that I thought Scott was going to be tempted to help Kang. Um, But then in the movie, it's just, like he kind of offers Scott the chance to help, but then Scott's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then Kang just does the simple villain thing of like, okay, well then I'm going to kill your daughter if you don't help me. It's like, okay, well this would have been cool of like, this would have been a great internal conflict for Scott to have of like, I want to get this time back with my daughter, but then Kang seems to be this 
a malevolent force that's getting set up. I don't really know his intentions behind it. it would have helped with Kang too, like this mysterious figure of like manipulating people, right? Mm-hmm. But it was just a marketing ploy at the end of the day, I guess, because none of that was really uh, what happened in the film. I think that's a so. really good, great point. Like arguably Scott Lang's character is pretty flawless. He doesn't yeah. really fall into temptation too much. He's just mm-hmm. he's just like the nice, lovable, funny guy. And as much as that's great, it's you're you're it's totally not... right. There was opportunities for his character to grow so much more depth. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Let them make final... big mistakes like that because then that's interesting to watch, right? Like maybe totally. he could have helped Kang and then Kang escapes and then it's like, oh shit, well now Kang's unleashed on the the world, right? And it's like, uh, Scott's going to have to deal with that whole uh, mental gymnastics of like, oh my God, I just unleashed him on like all of time essentially, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just not great. Um, if you guys have anything uh, more low light centered, jump on in. I Jake. Jake, you go. Oh, I was just gonna say I I think I I think I had my I think I had my time. I kinda, you know, okay. let it all out all at once. Um I have to agree with a lot of the stuff you said about that final fight. Good final fight. But you know what? Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. I'm 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 exhausted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shane, no, I agree. I think we kind of wrapped it up pretty well. Um, I think there. I have a couple more nitpicks. I just want to throw out there. Um, oh, pick the nits. I have one. Wait, nits. I have one more left. I have Go one ahead. more. What's the one more? I can't find it. I can't find her role in IMDb. Um, who the the main leader of that community that Cassie uh, was working Gentara, with? Gentara, I think her name was. Gentara. Gentara. Katie M. Oh. O'Brien. Okay. Actress. Yes. I don't know about y'all, and I guess I will just be forever hopeful. I thought that there was chemistry building between her and Cassie. <laughs> I, 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 Shay, I just want to say, I thought of you in the theater when I saw that scene. I'm like, this is a little gay romance going on right here. I know. I was like, are they going to finally give it to me? Are they going to finally give it to me? No. You just have to, you just have to, I think, I think you're focused, you're starting to branch out a little bit. You need to focus all your energy on Kate Bishop and Yelena. <laughs> That's true. That's Still true. waiting for Kate Bishop. Yeah. What's what's yeah. the ship name for Yelena and Kate? Is it going to be like Black Black Hawk Black Widow Hawk? Bla- oh, Black what? Not Black Eye. That's definitely not going to be the ship name. What do you I don't know. I don't even know when we're going to be able to see Kate Bishop again. I like I, I don't want to hijack this whole podcast to talk about Kate Bishop because like, I definitely could. Um, but I know we're going to see Elena soon. I got it. You got it? I got it. it. I, I Googled it. Bishova. 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 Okay. Sure. Sure. Okay. Why not? Right. Better than anything I could come up with. Um, yeah, yeah I, I definitely thought about that too. Uh, Shay. <laughs> um, whether we'll see Gentora again or any of the like I, see, I keep seeing a bunch of people being like this was a great establisher for the quantum realm but I'm here like are we gonna go back to the quantum realm at any point it feels like we're kind of wrapped up there right I mean like if we get the Con- Kang the Conqueror again like he's technically stuck in that core within the quantum realm still so I guess we might go back but I don't know 
feels pretty wrapped up to me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pick those nits now. Uh, the it was mainly like a couple writing things. The first one was when Scott and Cassie were kidnapped by the Freedom Fighters, and then Gentora like says that line when the uh, Kang soldiers show up of like you led them right to us, but like in the theater, I'm like you captured them. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then uh, the second one was Hope. Uh, when she comes and saves the day in the uh, the possibility uh, storm, uh, mm. she just like knows miraculously what to do and how to help Scott in like shrinking down. She's just like, okay, we're going to throw a bunch of discs at this thing now. Mm-hmm. It's just a little odd, but yeah, whatever. The whole thing wasn't really grounded in much logic. It was, it felt yeah. very rushed in pre-production or something. I don't know. Another like, uh unfortunate thing like it's ant-man and the wasp but hope didn't get like anything to do besides maybe that tiny bit in the final fight right like it was just like nothing. i'd like to see more hope i would like to see a lot more hope yeah this felt like i said this in my letterbox review and it it felt like an ant-man and the wasp movie in only title (laughs) that's about it it was very much a kang and a quantum realm movie yeah um yeah uh any other uh yeah more character work would have been great uh all the time we spent like i i enjoyed gentora and some of the free like the the whole alien uh like i enjoyed those but i think i honestly would have preferred like that time dedicated to all those side characters and all these different set pieces i would have preferred a much more smaller film and like more focus on kang and the ant family like if it was literally just focusing on Janet and Kang for like the first act. And then when the ant fam gets sucked into the quantum realm, then it's literally just the uh, ant fam facing off against uh, Kang. Like that would have been great to see. Um, But it was, I think Marvel, the MCU is just getting like, they're uh, kind of just assuming audiences want to see this big spectacle and big blockbuster Mm -hmm. action now but like i think you could divert those resources much more economically uh when telling these when telling these stories and like both of you have said a couple times like there was like almost no stakes and especially at the end of the film when kang is just gone now and now we're left with uh a bunch of kangs that will i guess just pop up wherever and whenever potentially we'll see um and like this is just another MCU gripe I have with a lot of projects lately is just like a lot of serious moments are just undermined by humor again. It's like mm-hmm. this is a very emotional scene. And it's like, ah, joke here, joke there. It's like, no, just let it breathe, man. Like you don't need humor in every scene. Definitely. Um, oh, yeah. I've talked a lot, I feel like. <laughs> um Yeah. It, let's, it, uh, the oh, last sh- thing sorry, I'll Shay. say. Sorry, the last thing I'll say is like, yeah, it's it, to me, what it feels like is that there's different tiers of MCU releases coming out. And with those tiers, it's like how much effort they're actually deciding to put into it, it almost feels like, when it comes to everything that we've been criticizing. Like mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, the next release, I'm pretty confident it's going to be good. Yeah. And, or it'll be decent enough. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Marvels that's coming out in the fall, as much as I'm personally looking forward to that one a lot, I am expecting it to kind of be Ant-Man like all over again. Like, yeah. 
I don't that know. That kind of feels like a um a wild card, at least on my end anyway. I'm like, because I watched Miss Marvel, and as far as that goes, it really only uh touches on that in the post credit or like at the very end or whatever with that one scene. Um but yeah, I don't really know what to expect or what that exactly is setting up. Maybe it's just more like a case of kind of how She-Hulk and like Moon Knight were in mm-hmm. uh, establishing these new characters more. I don't know how much they'll play into the overall plot of the uh, MCU going forward. Um, She-Hulk so better be coming back. Oh, She-Hulk <laughs> will come back for sure. I think she I said at the end of the back. show. Yeah. They, they oh. promised us at the end of the show. They have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't tease a feature, though. It was just more of like a second season. Well, they, they did make that like a fourth wall joke of like, mm-hmm. when am I getting my movie or whatever in the yeah. like finale mm-hmm. or something? I don't remember what how that went exactly. But I I don't I have zero doubts that we will uh, not be seeing. Uh, what's her name? <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> Jessica Jones? Jessica? No, not Jessica no. Jones. What's, what's um, her name? Jennifer something? She-Hulk. <laughs> Help me out here, guys. Tatiana Maslany. Jennifer, Jennifer Walters. Jennifer Walters. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus, Jessica. Oh, my God. Welcome to the MCU. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, yeah I think we'll see her again. Um, but yeah, Guardians 3, I'm pretty confident. I'm like a little, I don't want to say skeptical, but like Guardians 2, I don't think, I hope it's not, uh, diminishing returns of like volume one, two, and three. Like I hope it's at least on par with two, but I'm I'm hoping it'll be better than two. Like I think it might have more emotional weight than two, um, as far as what we've seen. So, yeah, that's that's the next one that's more confident, and I'm I'm pretty confident in Loki. I I hope at least anyway that it'll kind of maybe hopefully address some of the errors that have been going on in some of the questions yeah. Mm-hmm. um yeah uh all right um i think we're all kind of in the same boat this is kind of a wonder for uh us i can't imagine re- uh revisiting this anytime soon maybe when kang <laughs> dynasty comes out but that's not, a hard not maybe even. Not i feel even. like i might just watch a youtube recap honestly i don't feel yeah. like i will say i appreciate it not being um uh, like it's like a minute over two hours, I think. So like, yeah. thank God for that at least. <laughs> yes, kind of I was bar. very grateful that it was two hours and five minutes. I was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I was still checking my watch. I checked my watch at the hour mark and the hour and a half mark. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Can't say I'll rewatch it anytime soon. Um. It actually did make me want to rewatch Loki, though. Funny enough. Um, oh. Okay. One pro and one con we'll end off with uh shay you go first hmm. or maybe i'll go I first while you two think yeah thank you <laughs> um my main pro i think uh was the final fight sequence between scott and kang and hope um that that had the most emotional weight and and stakes um at the end of the film and it was not this big cgi fight it was a very focused one-on-one battle um while they were like verbally and physically like fighting each other um and then my uh big con is that it just left me with more questions as to what's going to happen 
going forward. Uh, Shay, you good? You got some pros and cons? Uh, my con overall, just... Modoc. No. Yeah, Modoc. <laughs> I think Modoc really took it home for me. Decon. Yeah. yeah, I don't need to go into that one much more. Uh, <laughs> pro... Uh, I guess I, I did as much as I was just criticizing it. It was nice to have a like an introduce like a new world, I guess. Um, sure. I guess I think I'm pulling that on my ass though, because I was yeah. in like this. <laughs> I don't know. There was like a CGI fest, and like I was. Yeah, uh, I just criticized the hell out of it. I'm pulling shit out of my ass at this point. <laughs> Pro, it it it. How about how about uh, here? I'll feed you a pro, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer was definitely a pro and it got me out of the house to go watch go. a movie. So there you go. Uh, for what that's worth. <laughs> Jake, how about you? Pro and con? Uh, pro, I will say uh, Paul Rudd's comedic timing hmm? and sure. a con. I think the big con going forward is going to be the, um, I'll call it the multiverse cop out. Sure. Yeah. If someone's Hopefully. someone's gonna die and like, oh, variant, you're back. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. We'll see. I'm Just really because comics are that. that ridiculous and out there doesn't mean the films need to be that out there. Yeah. I, um, I just feel like for the future of the MCU, any any deaths or anything like that is it's gonna be watered down because now you have that thought. Can they come back as a variant? Hundred mm-hmm. percent. So that's that. I I'm count I I love Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch, but I am just counting the days until they're like, oh, she's not dead. Variant. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Gonna be a bit of a cop out. Yeah. Uh, I would say honestly, even if you are a diehard uh, MCU fan, maybe like at the very most, wait for a cheap cheap uh, Tuesday or whatever your local market offers in terms of cheap tickets uh if you're wanting to avoid spoilers for the film um but if you stuck around for this whole review and just uh found out about spoilers then i definitely wouldn't recommend going to see this in the theater i would say this is an absolute uh disney plus rewatch or not rewatch disney plus watch when it comes out in a few months um and yeah so without uh further ado uh that has been the nosco review show jake where yes. can the people find you letterbox.com mm-hmm. slash stirk and boom that's it s-t-u-r-k-e-n-p-o-o-m as in what nick as in stirk and boom live where you can also find him on twitch.tv slash stirk and boom I haven't been live in a very long time, but what I was looking for was boom as an explosion. <laughs> ah, okay. Boom as an explosion. There you boom go. As an explosion. We'll work on that timing off, uh, off uh, camera. Yeah. Just, uh, I, I, got, I got links on the letterbox, you know, since we're talking about movies. Letterbox, number one place to go Perfect. for that stuff. Yes. Cannot recommend letterbox enough. And while you're there, go follow Jake. And go follow Shay, because that's also where the people can find you, right, Shay? That is correct. Letterboxd.com slash Shay Martin and Shay Martin Media on Instagram. Those are my two. Those are my two things. Excellent. Jake, do you have a recommendation at all? Music, TV, book, show? <laughs> book? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I if know. You read. Um, <laughs> uh, recommendation. I know I went off the board with the Batman Arkham series last time. <laughs> 
Um, it's a good recommendation to me. I'll fair. recommend. You don't have to recommend. I I only offer it as an option. You don't have to. Uh, oh, I need to it. give one. Go watch God. Bow. I watched Bow last week and cried my eyes out. The saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. So does that not play uh, before Coco by default on uh, uh, Disney Plus? Because I it's, think it's, that was the short before Coco, was it not? You can watch it separately on Disney Plus now. It's, okay. it's eight minutes long and it'll give you ten times the emotional investment that you could get in a two hours of watching Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. I agree. Very, very good movie. Uh, Shay, no short film. do you have any recommendations? Haven't seen a lot of great stuff coming out recently, but one thing I did watch the other night that actually brought a smile to my face was uh, Come On, Come On with the Joaquin Phoenix, that A24 oh, film. Oh, okay. Cool. That one's worth, that's worth a couple hours. Nice. It's good. Come On, Come On with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Excellent. And in terms of plugs for me, you can uh, stay right here wherever you're listening to or watching the No Score Review Show. Uh, I have uh, more reviews on the way. We're trying to figure out if we're going to do a cocaine bear review uh, yes. coming up. Actually, actually, um, and then March is also going to be filled with uh, uh, reviews as well. If you're part of the Jonathan Majors fan club, then stick around for the Creed Three review because that is Ooh. definitely going to be coming to the channel. Oh, I'll cocaine do it by bear's myself already if I out. Have to. Cocaine Bear cocaine. is out. It's yes. out. Okay. What? Um, and uh, yeah, just keep it uh, locked here on the No Score YouTube channel or your favorite podcast listening services for new episodes. Um, go follow me on Instagram and or TikTok or Twitter or Facebook. I'll uh, be starting to upload more like TikTok, uh, Instagram reels type videos for little bits and clips of past shows and future shows. Um, and then I will also do a little bit of a shameless plug slash recommendation. Um, a little indie game called Blanc, B-L-A-N-C. Blanc. Uh, it is a black and white uh, 2D art style. Well, it's like, is it was it 2D or was it like 3? I think it's actually a 3D game, but it's like all 2D hand-drawn art. It's all black and white. And it's about this, a uh, deer fawn and this wolf cub who uh, meet in the wilderness and have to help each other find their way home to their families. It's very cute. It's very relaxing and calm. It's even got some uh, like heart wrenching emotional beats in, in the game. If you're into that sort of thing. Um, and if you don't saw that on TikTok this morning, that game, it's I was like, a beautiful this is cute. game. It is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you're not interested in playing the game yourself, you can go to my uh, secondary YouTube channel, No Score Plays, where I will have a three video Let's Play of it coming out, either as this video has uploaded or soon after. So yeah, that has been the No Score Review Show. Jake, Shay, thank you again so much for joining me, my resident MCU experts, fans. <laughs> and uh, thank you all for watching and listening. And we'll see you in the next video. Bye. 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 Bye.